0: Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show.
1: You've turned into Ministry in the Marketplace, brought to you by the C12 Tampa Bay I am your host, Ross Harrop, local C-12 chairman here in Tampa Bay, sitting in for my friend Jim Brangenberg, as I do on the first Friday of each month. Hey, the C-12 group, if you haven't heard about us, we are uh, part of the marketplace movement, and we showcase the faith and business aspects of our local C-12 members here on the first Friday, our ministry partners, and our impact on marketplace ministry across Tampa Bay and America. It's, a, it's an exciting time for me each month uh, to highlight local C12 group members and their kingdom companies who apply the principles and concepts that Jim talks about, Jim and Martha sometimes, right here on uh, each of their I Work For Him shows. And my hope is that you'll be inspired to take action on at least one of the ideas that you're going to hear from today's guests that I'll introduce in a moment, or perhaps that you'll listen later on to one of our podcasts Many thanks to Jose Cruz, who will be engineering the, the show today and taking your calls. And uh, he's the guy that points right at the right moment to make me look good and so that Jim will uh, have me back. Don't forget, I push the buttons as well. All uh, right. And uh, so, hey, check out the latest on the iWorkForHim.com website. And while you're out there, please, please join the iWorkForHim nation. This takes about two minutes. And uh, I I recognize that you're all busy. But if you do this, if you'll go onto the website and pledge that you will join and be part of Jim and Martha's I Work For Him Nation. And what what they will do when you sign up is that they will send you a covenant. And for me, that covenant is up on my wall right in front of my desk. And what it reminds me to do each and every day is to pray for my coworkers, for my employees, uh, specifically each and every day. So my, uh, my hope is that you'll be inspired to take action and, uh, and do that today. And I guarantee you, this comes with a money-back guarantee, Jose, that um, you'll be amazed at how your relationship with your employees, your associates, will in fact change. If you're praying for them, it's tough to get get nasty with somebody that you're also praying for them, and God is going to, uh, to bless that relationship. In the C12 Group movement across the country, our motto is we build great businesses for a greater purpose. So I'm glad that you've joined us here on the first Friday of April and I guarantee you there are no fools um, in the studio today um, as we focus on ministry in the marketplace and concepts that you can use in your local business, large or small. Today I have two guests. But they're also friends, um, and they um, they are going to give you some insight into one of the local businesses here in our community that is really doing um, business the way it should be done for God. They're growing their business. They are very successful, but they're also doing ministry. And um, so I have with me Mark Stewart, who is the president of Tampa Bay Steel, and Sarah Odom – that's Sarah with an H uh, – Odom, uh, human resource director. So let's just – Let's jump right in, Mark, because uh, I want you to give our audience a, a, just kind of a brief overview uh, of Tampa Bay Steel. Um, I've had a tour on several occasions. It's quite impressive. So let them know what it, what it's about and what you do over there, would you? Sure, Will. Thank you,
2: Ross. Uh, yeah, Tampa Bay Steel, we're a full-line metals service center located right here in Tampa. Uh, we're privately held. We've got just the one location here in Tampa. And what a full-line metal service center does, we... We bring in uh, all types of metals from uh, producers all over the country, bring them in, warehouse them in our facility, and distribute them throughout the state of Florida. Uh, Been in business here in Tampa for, uh, we're in our 35th year, and we've got about 120 associates that uh, are uh, part of our team at Tampa Bay Steel.
1: Wow. So give me, just give me an idea in these last couple of minutes before the break, but Tell me who – what are the kind of products that you might make that people would recognize? And and maybe some of the – you know, maybe one or two of the customers that they would go, oh, now I get it. Okay.
2: Uh, Yeah, we – We. We service a lot of different segments in the industry that consume metal products, but some of the more recognizable names that we would service would be Duke Energy, Tampa Electric, Walt Disney World is a customer of ours. So those would be some recognizable names in this market.
1: Are you telling me, have you made steel Mickey ears? No. No, that's not the product. No Mickey ears. No. Okay. Oh, so tell me, Sarah, just as as we're getting a, a, a kind of an understanding, um, what kind of employees do you have that you, that you're looking for? We'll talk later in the show about that as a, um, because I know you're always looking for great uh, employees, but what, what are the kind of people that would be interested in going on your website, which we'll share later, but what would, what would they look like?
3: Um, Ross, I think that really the key is, is we typically are looking for people that just want to come in and be a part of our family. And that's really how we consider our businesses. It's uh, we are family. So we're looking for people that will actually come in and really just be um, a contributor to our business.
1: Okay, so, so so there you have. Uh, I, I'm I'm assuming you have uh, uh, openings all the time for different kinds of people. Yes, Is that correct?
3: absolutely. Material handlers, machine operators, those are typically our uh, most but, prominent positions that we would be looking for.
1: Well, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about this later when we talk about your culture. But you don't have a whole lot of turnover. Correct. All right. But you are growing, and so you are adding new people all the time. Hey, we've been talking to uh, Mark Stewart, president of Tampa Bay Steel, and Sarah Odom, human resource director. So, okay, let's get right back into it. And, um, hey, Mark, I'd like to get a little more insight. So provide us with an insight um, into your position as the president and how many years you've been serving at Tampa Bay Steel. and uh, Give us the background on it. Of course. Uh, I've been with Tampa Bay
2: Steel 27 years now. Um, I'm in my fourth year as the president of the company, and then prior to that, I was uh, right at 10 years as the vice president, and then prior to that in previous roles throughout the business.
1: So we have folks that are out there listening, and they're trying to understand, hey, I'm I'm just challenged to get through my day. And, and you walking into the studio today, I know that the evil one did not want you in this studio, either one of you, because of just issues that go on. But if somebody said, what keeps you awake at, at, at night, um, what, what are those kind of things for you, Mark?
2: There's probably two two key areas. One would be just as the, as the president of the organization, just responsible for the overall success of the company, uh, and then really the impact that that can have on the, the 120 or so families that uh, are supported by, uh, you know, having their uh, employment at Tampa Bay Steel. So just that that overall success and that responsibility. Uh, and then the other one would be safety, uh, which in our industry, safety is a big deal. And uh, we just have a strong focus on that. And we're concerned about the well-being and safety of our, of our associates. So I think those two components would be the, the main.
1: So one of the things i know about you mark is first of all how humble you are and whenever i have given recognition to you and tampa bay steel and you're always first to say hey we we have a uh, you know we're doing some good things but we got a lot more to do right and um is that I know you've surrounded yourself with, with a great team of people, and several of them are in what C-12 group would call, we have we have an owners or presidents um, group that meets together once a month for a full day, and we have 12, you know, we have uh, in, in our community, we across uh, Lakeland to Pinellas County, a total of 12 groups. But some of those groups are for what we would call key players. Sarah, you've been in one of those groups for how many years now? Uh, ten. Ten years. And so you've surrounded yourself, is my point, with good, solid people. So when Mark says that he is is one of his things that keeps him up at night, he's he's concerned about his employees and and, uh, serving them as they uh, perform their roles, um, respectively, in the company. So... What is a human resource director? What are those, and I'm not going to say what keeps you up at, at, at night, but what are those curves that, those curveballs that you get during the course of your day that just go, oh, I didn't see that coming, and why you rely on God's direction? So I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but
3: okay. I... Sure. Uh, I think probably, Ross, the biggest thing is, is we all have lives outside of work, and we as I'd mentioned earlier, are a family. So probably one of the biggest things is you never know from day to day what's going on in somebody's life. And so whether it's somebody's in the hospital, somebody's sick, somebody's been recently diagnosed with a disease or an illness, uh, somebody has passed away, uh, those things you can't plan for. And so um, it's not, you know, uncommon for somebody to come into my office and say, I need to talk and uh, I need you to pray for me. And so we'll Close the door, and um, so that probably um, is definitely one of those things that you again you can't plan for. It's unexpected; it just happens.
1: Yeah, and we'll we'll look at that uh, throughout the show at the, with the culture that that you've created that allows you. You've got an HR director somewhere uh, that's listening to this in traffic on the bridge, mm-hmm. and they're ready to just you know just uh, just turn off the road because they're saying. Wait a minute. She said she prays with with that employee, and and you're not forcing yourself. These are people that just come to you each and every day and just say, hey, I need some help, uh, you know, just, and, and part of that's beginning with, with prayer.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, I, too, was one of those HR directors when I first started with the company, so I know exactly how they feel, uh, but I can attest that after 16 years with Tampa Bay Steel, it works.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it, it it works because, and, and I want to. It works because you have Christian business owners, right? And uh, Buck and Eleanor McInnes. Um, I know this is truly God's company, and and the, and you folks are are the stewards. Um, how does this leadership and business model inspire you and and your employees? I mean, Mark, and maybe Sarah, you want to jump in afterward. But Mark, what does that mean to you to have that direction? Because that's where it starts, right? It
2: does. And uh, Buck and Eleanor are just uh, great examples of uh, of living for Christ. Um, you know, their humility uh, is uh, is just a great characteristic that they, they both possess. Um, they, they truly believe that the, everyone at Tampa Bay Steel is, Sarah alluded to it earlier, it's really an extended family. Um, I know that they get up every day and they pray uh, for all the employees uh, of Tampa Bay Steel. Uh, and they, they, they truly care about them and, and wanna meet meet the needs of, uh, of all our team members. So they're very inspiring.
1: So where did when as as you're listening, Sarah, and um, and as an HR director, what has what that meant to you? What liberties has that given you in your role that that you didn't have 16 years ago when you when you arrived? Uh, but as you got to know um, the McGinnis uh, family, and so what has that meant for you?
3: Uh, personally, uh, it's definitely changed obviously my way of thinking, just the fact that uh, God cares about where I'm at, whether I'm at home or where I'm at work, and for them to allow us to to reach out to our employees and and to be able to share our faith with them has really been um, impactful for me. And to watch them, I mean, Buck comes out every day, he comes to work, he <laughs> comes around the office, every single person he talks to then he makes his way out to the floor. He puts his heart out on. He goes around to every person on the floor and spends time with them. And for the newcomers, they're concerned as to why this gentleman is out visiting with them because at their previous companies, that was a sign that they were in trouble or there could be issues. So they come to me often and want to know <laughs> Am I, did I do something wrong? <laughs> I
1: was butt checking up on me because exactly. that's not the case, right? I haven't, yeah.
3: No, he's just there because he genuinely does care. And for that, that allows us to be able to walk and to model that.
1: Yeah. And, 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 and our C12 uh, groups each month, these 12 groups across Greater Tampa Bay, those are the concepts that, that we talk about where a, a, as to how do you feed back into your, into your employees so that they know you genuinely care because Buck's not asking them, how much steel did you produce today? And you've got some of the greatest equipment, uh, uh and technology, in, uh, out in the plant. Uh, so Mark, I know that Buck is not a guy when he's out there that is, is micromanaging you in any way, but what is that th- just so other people can kind of get a feel, uh, what it can be is, what does that say to you and in your spirit? Well, I guess the word that would sum
2: it up for me is just, it's servant leadership. Mm, Um, you know, that, that, that humble spirit that Buck has and, and just the heart to be a servant leader. And, and, you know, there's no ego, you know, there's, it's just, it's, as Sarah said, it's genuine. And, when it's genuine, people know it's genuine, and then they respond accordingly. So they just are comfortable around him. They can they interact with him as if he were just one of the guys, uh, and uh, it's just uh, it's a it's neat to see.
1: Well, I'm going to split this up with the uh, and so just before we go into the break, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this statement about uh, I, because I love to call Tampa Bay Steel a kingdom company. You're not a Christian company because you have. People of all faiths, some that don't have any, uh, but you know, a Kingdom Company is one that clearly describes you as Christ-centered, God-honoring. Uh, we've been talking to Mark Stewart. Sarah Odom at Tampa Bay Steel. And in the last section, we were just getting into the fact that you folks, what I call is a, a kingdom, com- uh, kingdom company, that being that you are Christ-centered, God-honoring in what you do. And uh, we were just having a little discussion um Uh, off the air about the intentionality that you folks have because you clearly look at some of these folks go to church on sunday some have never darkened the doors of a church but you recognize the 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 great commission responsibility that you have and you're not forcing your faith on your employees but you are open to sharing it right Mm -hmm. so tell me a little bit about that so mark and then sarah pick up and Of course, uh,
2: you know it it really just becomes part of who you are. uh, Obviously, Um, you know, and for me, it begins with prayer. Uh, It 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 also involves just spending quiet time with uh, with the Lord, whether it's in Scripture or prayer or just meditation, which really just prepares my heart. So, so I'm in a place where where I can uh, impact other people and be intentional. In that regard, um, and then you know, throughout the the business, um, uh, we've got a, a very active ministry team. Um, you know, the moment you walk in the the front uh, the front uh, lobby reception area, um, you know, we have uh, Bible studies, uh, we have uh, prayer at meetings, uh, devotions. So just it's really just integrated throughout, really throughout the business.
1: Yeah. And you have you have pictures on the wall of some of those missions that you've supported so that even if someone's not oriented to that as they become employees Mm -hmm. and and there's no Bible thumping that goes on there. That's not what we're talking about. This is I like to call it just kind of isn't it just the dialogue that you folks have in a casual way. Sarah, what is it like for you?
3: I think for me, it really goes down to, it starts with our mission statement, which is Matthew seven twelve, and And we our short version is treat people the way you want to be treated. And I just think that that's really how we conduct ourselves on a daily basis. And that's kind of our checkpoint. Uh, when things are, you know, maybe going a little awry, we, okay, well, what does our mission statement say? And so that has just become our culture is to treat people the way you want to be treated.
1: And so that extends knowing, you folks. That that we're not just talking about the 120 that are inside the walls there, right? We're talking about your clients. You, we're talking about the customers that you serve. I love the fact that when someone checks in, and is it the loading dock? Help me. When some when someone's picking up a truckload, is that that they stop at the loading center? The receiving office. Receiving, receiving office. office. Right. Okay. So, but. One of the things going to greet them there that's not going to greet them at most places is you, you have something that they can pick up, and while they're sitting in their truck waiting for a load to be loaded, they can pick up. Tell, tell the audience about that.
2: Yeah, we've got a. There, there's actually a couple options for for them when they when they walk in uh, on the uh, on the desk, in not only that area but all the uh, common areas that where, where public uh, interact uh, with our business, but we've got a program called Free to a Good Home. Uh, where we keep uh, a new a New Testament on those three or four uh, desks at the in those uh, common areas, and if someone would like to pick up a New Testament and and take it, uh, it's it's theirs. And we also have uh, another uh, ministry that we're involved with it, with. It's called the Pocket Testament League, and
1: absolutely, we've had Jim's had them on the show okay. several uh, okay. on several occasions, and
2: uh... yeah. So it's just a it's more of a pamphlet. Uh, uh, style, but it's the book of John. Uh, so it's just, again, it's just another opportunity for someone that can see it, pick it up, and uh, hopefully they'll uh, spend some, some
1: time with it, and it may change their life. Yeah, what, what's incredible, if you haven't picked up the Pocket Testament League, go online and, and check them out, because—and you can go on um, the I Work For Him Um uh, site and, and and Jim will direct you to them but that little book of John someone that has never picked up a Bible it's just the little book of John and it's what about uh, about four inches high and, and two and a half inches wide and it is just chock with the book of John and it'll open people's eyes who would never be willing to open uh uh, the Bible, so that's uh, that's that's cool. So, um, as you look at being a kingdom business, you you mentioned Mark that you have a ministry committee, and so do you sit on that committee? I attend from time to time. Okay, uh, so this but... isn't you directing what ministry looks like, right?
2: No, and it uh, the the the, uh, the ministry team is made up of a cross section, so it's not just. Team, you know the leadership team or supervisors right. it's a cross section of employees throughout the organization that their their sole focus is uh, how Tampa
1: Bay Steel can impact people through through our ministry so yeah and and I love that and and, and every show that I do I, I like to use a simple definition of ministry um and, and the the definition that I like to, to use is meeting the needs of people where they are at using the unlimited resources of God. And so it, you folks do that. You're meeting people right where they're at. But you actually even do some other things, like um, in the ministry committee came up with, you, you put Bible verses in your invoices, right?
3: Yes, they're um, on every um, invoice that goes out, as well as um, any checks that go out.
1: And, and on occasion... Mm-hmm. you've had people that have kind of said hey I, yeah I, I get it but i i've had enough of those mm-hmm. and so how do you respond to that
3: with love so <laughs> again if if they've contacted us and said we'd appreciate not getting that because it is against their faith or maybe they're offended yeah. by it that's fine um i can tell you that we only have a handful that actually have said I don't want to get it, so I can probably count them on two hands. Yeah, um, And so we just take them off that list.
1: Right. And and, and the amazing thing is you also have the, the prayer request, right? Is I, what does that look like, Sarah? Yes.
3: Um, there's also um, there's a couple of opportunities for prayer requests. One is on the invoices and checks as well. It actually has a prayer request line on there where they can either um, email uh, in a prayer request um, of course, they can always call and uh, speak to one of us for prayer.
1: So you're actually praying for. Sometimes it's it's that that customer that maybe could even be that difficult customer. I know Tampa mm-hmm. Bay Mark's going, knew no, we don't have any difficult customers at Tampa Bay Steel, but um, but so you and, and and I know you well enough to know sometimes you're praying for those who you know that's actually the competition and and you're praying for them as well so i I, my hope is that as folks are are listening that they're picking up and saying wait a minute i don't you know this isn't business as i understand it." because the fact is we can talk about our faith Yes. We should talk about our faith. Yes, there are parameters on how to do that. And one of the things is just setting up your vision statement, your mission statement and and your your core values, which are so important. When we come on the other side, we'll we'll talk about that. But this is not this show while we we talk about C12 companies. we're not uh, this is not an infomercial by any means but Mark, you've been a, a how many years a member of C12? Uh, closing in on fourteen years. Fourteen years. So, what has that meant for you here in this last minute and a half or so on the before the break? Sure, Ross. Uh, it's meant a lot. Uh, the,
2: the material we go through uh, in the monthly meetings throughout the course of that 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 one day commitment, uh, the devotion, the uh, the ministry segment, the business segment, um, all the way around. I mean, it's impacted me. Obviously from from my, my personal walk has grown as a result.'ve um, I, I, I'm a better father, I think a better husband uh, as well. so it's it's certainly had an impact on my family. and then at business also, uh, just just being a learning to be a better leader um, and uh, you know, so it's really it's affected my life all the way around.
1: Yeah, and and so someone that's listening is saying, "Hey, I'm in a men's Bible study, Sarah. I'm in a woman's study." Yeah, so aren't you? And yeah. and the two of you. The fact is, that's not what this is. This is you know, this is. First and foremost, this is the opportunity for you, as you said, Mark, to become a better leader. You want to be able to grow your company, and you've had many years of this continual growth, no matter what the market. And so this is, uh, this is a big deal to you. These are MBA-level materials that, that we're, uh, we're sharing on a monthly basis. Hey, we're going to jump right back in here because we've been talking to C12 members Mark Stewart, president of Tampa Bay Steel, and Sarah Odom human resources director okay so let's get get back to where we ended we were talking about the c12 group experience and and we have people that are listening going hey there is no way that i could spend one day a month uh, out of the uh, out of the office and uh, and the fact is that many of our members feel the exact same way including the two of you and uh, as one of uh, of our members says going to the group is non-negotiable. I have to be there. The evil one doesn't want me, but we have to be there because of the ideas that we pick up. Sarah, what has it meant to you, and and and, and how has it impacted the, the, the work life as well at Tampa Bay Steel?
3: Ross, I think the probably the biggest thing for me is um, it's nice to be able to go to... A group that is in business and you're able to get godly counsel from them so just that roundtable experience to where you can bring up issues whether it's personal or business related and just get godly feedback so that's really been important to me um, and I kind of echo what Mark said earlier just personally it has really strengthened me uh, not only uh, but with my family my kids my husband um, plus, I think it's just made me a better leader as a whole.
1: And, and, and I have to believe that, that um, as our friend Mark Dillon, who's a C-12 chair over in Lakeland, likes to say, is when, you, when the owner adds a member to the key player group that you're in, Sarah, mm-hmm. that it's not about an addition of a member. It's a, He calls it God's math. And it's about multiplication. Mark, you meet with your folks at the end of each month, because each of the individuals, they're out on different days, right? A couple go to the same group. but So how do you then come back and kind of review these MBA-level materials and, and what the application is for your company?
2: Well, as you said, uh... I've got I've got five uh, five key players is what we've got uh, at Tampa Bay Steel, as well as myself in an owners group, and we, on a monthly basis, after everyone cycled through and, and had their 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 meeting for the month, we'll come back at our at at our Monday staff meeting and we'll review in detail the materials that we've covered in the respective meetings, and. Not only review, but then we look at the the material and say, okay, how are we going to apply this in the business? How are we going to how are we going to do a better job
1: in whatever you know the topic might have been on on that particular month? And so sometimes it'll be the maybe an idea that you pick up from other of your peers sitting around the table you, that you'll take back. You're, you're nodding yes, Sarah. So you'll go back and say, Mark, did you know that this group is doing? Uh, this, or this company is doing this particular thing, and then you what do you think? Should we take, you're, you'll, well, take it to the ministry committee, I'm assuming that's what you do, right? We do,
2: and depending on the nature of the topic, and, and Sarah said it, I think, she said it best, the, the round table experience, because when, when I go to my meeting, I'm sitting around the table with 10 or 12 other business owners uh, that are dealing with the same challenges, the same issues, uh, there's a lot of a lot of commonalities there. And to be able to utilize those guys almost as a board of directors, if you will, and and seek that godly counsel on specific issues that I may be having or or Tampa Bay Steel may be having, and then they can do likewise. So collectively, we can all uh, just do a better job running our companies and— and
1: being more successful and you've been doing it a lot of years now together so you you know how to take out the best of what is going around that table. We call them executive roundtables um, and you talk about the board of directors sometimes we'll call it our advisory board because that's it, this is this is about confidential information that uh, uh, is shared around the table. Nobody's going to take it outside of that group and I dare say, that both of you have experienced personally or some where that people will share something in the group that they wouldn't share anywhere else that they, they just don't perhaps they don't feel like they have that individual they can share with has that been your
0: experience uh
3: for me i would say yes absolutely i think probably um it's just like any other thing uh, if you're in a bible study group uh, you build that rapport with them you build a relationship with them and so for me, over the years, um, I've been in it for now about ten years. So over the years, I've just developed those relationships and that trust to where I know that's a comfort area for me. I can go there and I I can really get and seek that godly counsel without being condemned, without being judged, without fear that they're going to go out and and spread my business. Yeah. Um, I don't have I don't have that fear
1: ever yeah it's just it's because we first of all we signed that confidentially uh, confidentiality agreement but but it it goes deeper than that these these are you know in some ways they're your accountability group as well Mm -hmm. we talked earlier about ministry and shared that definition but we we also just kind of we kind of jumped over the this talk about chaplains Um, so you've had chaplains you've had corporate chaplains you've had marketplace chaplains who we actually featured on this show last month and but they they're they're both doing great work so what I want to know is how has this affected your culture and your employees um, through the relationships that they build on site, and and I'm assuming they're making weekly visits, right? So, so what? So tell us what this does for you, Mark, and then Sarah, as the uh, the human resources director, what that means for you because it's an extension of what I'm assuming what you do. Mm-hmm. Mark, go ahead, sure. Yeah, we, we we've had uh, chaplains
2: in our business for probably oh my goodness sixteen eighteen years now
1: wow that's a yeah that's a commitment
2: and uh, they do we're a three shift operation and uh, the chaplains come through on a weekly basis and their their goal is to just come in make rounds uh, try to touch uh, every everybody that's there they'll come in on second shift second shift do likewise uh, it is just, uh, once they start to build the relationships with employees and people will start to open up with uh, some of those personal issues and things that they're dealing with in their own lives uh, they'll pray with the chaplain uh, you know chaplains will be be there for people if they're in the hospital they'll make hospital visits uh, you know weddings funerals I mean I've seen it all, it all so right? yeah, yeah so uh, and it's just uh, it's been a great impact uh, on 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 our
1: people over the years so I'm I'm assuming that that you I mean with 120 employees over the the length of time you've been with the company and there have to be some some issues that perhaps and and I hate to say this Sarah but to use the that that phrase you know that's above my pay grade so you know I'm assuming that that as the human resource director you're relying on them as part of your team is that is that correct
3: Yes, absolutely. I think that uh, having the chaplains is a, a benefit to to believers and non believers, because yeah. uh, when you're going through a tragedy or a trial, um, even those that are non believers are seeking help. And so, being able to have that chaplain there that is non confrontational, they're not there to, uh, you know, as we have often heard, beat you over the head with the Bible, those kind of things. They're just there as a support, but they have that. Um, experience and how to you know deal with a lot of different situations that I don't necessarily have
1: It has to be um, comforting to know that you can call them 24/7, and you have. I'm sure, Mm -hmm. right? You're both nodding, yes. So that they're available to you when it's not only for you. This is a a, just such a valuable service for not only your employees, but it could be one of your customers. You simply call the chaplain and say, "Hey, we've got one of our customers, and uh, they just one of our customers' son just had a, a drug overdose." We we really need y- your assistance, and and they they jump in. That, that's been my experience. And and Mark going t- kind to of speak to that because I think this is more than just you know the, these employees uh, twenty or, or you know two thousand that other companies might have.
2: Yeah, and it does reach uh, far beyond just the employees. Certainly to their 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 immediate families and even their extended families. Uh, but as you said, Ross, uh, you know I can recall a situation where we had a uh, a friend that was with one of our suppliers that was in another state. You know he was six or seven states away, and we utilized the network of chaplains through CCA, and the local chaplain up in that market was able to go visit with this family and uh, and 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 be there for them for that for that support.
1: Yeah. The- Truly, when you're investing in your employees, chaplains is one of those things that you can do that probably leverages as much as anything else that, that you're doing. Hey, I we, we just um, – the show's coming to an end here shortly. Sarah, I just – tell us about um, your, your employees that you're seeking – how, you know, what your website is, because I don't want them. There's somebody listening going, you know, I've been with my company for 15 years. I want to be with a company like Tampa Bay Steel. So give us a little insight.
3: Absolutely. As I'd mentioned earlier, um, typically we're looking for uh, machine operators, material handlers, loaders, drivers. Those are some of the common positions that we would be seeking. And if anybody's interested, you can go to tampabaysteel.com under the employment section and you would be able to see positions that are currently open as well as uh complete an application there and uh, again right now we do have some openings and we would love to uh, have people join our team
1: so when you're looking for the employee you're looking for someone that that wants to be part of this culture why don't you just share a couple of because i know you base your hiring on people that share the values not your faith but you're looking for people that that buy into your core values. Uh, treating others as they would want to be treated is your your vision. Safe. But tell me, uh, just share a couple of those core values that that you're looking for when you're you're hiring.
3: As Mark alluded to earlier, safety obviously is number one, especially in our plant. We have to have uh, safety. Uh, it's you know you've got to have hard work. You got to put in put in the time. So uh, we would just. Again, we're, tra- you know, we will train people. so it's a matter of finding people. And as you said, Ross, it's not about you don't have to believe what we believe. And when I interview people, I just tell them it just means that we do things a little bit different than other companies do. and and I am confident that you could ask any of our employees that are non-believers that maybe our believers are of different faith, how they get treated. And they would tell you they get treated just like everybody else.
1: I think that's what's exciting about Tampa Bay Steel. You're, when you're walking, whether I've been out in the plant or in your your hallways, you you feel like you're respected, that you're cared for. And uh, so that, that's genuine. And I don't care where people, what their backgrounds are or where they are today in their relationship with the Lord. That's not what you're doing. What you're, what you're doing is providing an environment in which they are empowered. Hey, we've been finding out about Tampa Bay Steel and how to be intentional about ministry in today's marketplace, and I know that there are listeners who want to contact you direct, whether it be about an employee uh, opportunity, and and again, they can do that by going to tampabaysteel.com right? Yes. Or if they want to find out more about uh, the C12 experience, and as I like to say, it's kind of like chocolate. you got to experience it, taste it for yourself uh, to, to just see how that fits. But you can go to c12tampabay.com, right? Again, tampabaysteel.com or c12tampabay.com. They don't get any simpler than these these addresses. All right. So as, as we're wrapping up, um, I, I just... I, I want to, just with this little teaser, Mark, Sarah, that this month at our groups, we're going to be, the the MBA-level materials that we're going to be looking at, we're going to be looking at how, uh, how do you prepare for that coming economic downturn, and we're going to be looking at that in the business section, and I love where we're going to be looking at Stephen Covey's, the first three of his principles, and we're going to be talking about the self-personal disciplines that we need, and you've alluded to this, both of you, that you're better leaders be, uh, because of the experience. And uh, one of the things in the devotion, we're going to be looking at the biblical perspective of diligence and, uh, and the definition that we use for diligence. I, I, I was confused about this until I really got into the put the preparation for this month, but it's here's the definition we use, doing what God has asked us to do for him. Nothing more, nothing less. And so Mark, as you've looked at um, just in this last couple of minutes, as you've looked at how have you become more diligent in your role as the president of, of C twelve? Um, how have you become more diligent in your in, in your work, in your life?
2: Well, I think it's it's a just from a from a leadership standpoint, it's about being a learning leader and the fact that it's a it's a marathon not a sprint so i think to just be very measured and 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 diligent in that approach as opposed to just you know just running through it fast
1: you know Sarah, you've been you, you have two boys, so you've uh, and and, and uh, you had other family responsibilities for so many years. So what is you know dil, diligence is not spending 80 hours a week at Tampa Bay Steel. it's It's doing the right things for for the family as well, is that right?
3: It is, and it uh, I have to be honest, it's been a challenge, but uh, I think C12 has definitely helped in that area.
1: Well, it's been great to have you both in the studio. As we come to the end of another I Work For Him show, a ministry in the marketplace. And uh, I want to thank you. I want to thank Jose. And I want to thank the sponsors. Um, Trust Services with with uh, Jim and Martha. I know that they're working diligently as well on their business. So support our sponsors because that's the, the opportunity that we have to come uh, into your uh, car or your home each and every day. So when you get home today please take time to go on the iworkforhim.com um, website and uh check out the links from the icon uh, the archive so it's been great to have you listening today